Are we doing this? Really? Wait for it. Are we doing this? Wait for it. Ow! What the fuck? WTF. And it's also, eh, what the fuck? What's wrong with me? It's time for WTF. What the fuck? With Mark Marin. Okay, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck, Nicks? What the fuck? I am exhausted. I am Mark Marin. This is WTF. And God, I appreciate you guys listening to me. Man, we did the two shows. I'm, by the way, I'm sitting here in my hotel room in New York City, and I am fucking exhausted. I mean, I, you guys know I've been traveling so fucking much, and I've been doing so many shows. And when I've got downtime, I'm looking for guests. I'm looking to talk to people. I'm interviewing my my friends and people I want to talk to and and I'm doing stand-up shows and I'm running around the world. I am fucking exhausted. And you know what? It feels great. Yeah, I'm one of those people that that sometimes I just have to wear myself down to a frazzle to get any sort of peace at all. I don't know what that is, but the way I operate, and, and many of you know this, like as I'm saying this right now, I don't have anything prepared. I haven't made an outline. I don't write anything down. I'm not necessarily proud of that. You know, there are so many people in the creative arts or whatever you guys do. There are so many people that are organized, that outline, that 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 uh, that make lists, that that set goals for themselves, that that parcel out their their work and their their duties and their their tasks and in 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 time parcels that uh, allows them to 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 manage their time properly whereas i literally uh, i i i i get into some sort of uh, mental and emotional car that is on a roller coaster track that and then i just you know i tell my higher self to to go ahead and and pull the lever and let's see what happens and I'll just open my mouth and wait to see what comes out or make see if I can get through this without falling out of the car and hope to God that the fucking track is complete. That somewhere at the end that I hit that straightaway where it's like, all right, we're coming back around. There's the guy that pulled the lever. Oh man, I'm a little nauseous. I'm sweaty. I need to get out. Oh, there's a big line there. But I kind of want to go on the ride again. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on the line. That'll give me time to regroup. You know what? Fuck it. I don't even, I'm not going to get on the line. I got I to gotta, I gotta get out of the park for a minute. I got to get out of the park. I got to breathe. That's where I am. And also, I'm sort of like you know, leading into the fact that, uh, that Brandon and I are going to take a little break. Not a long break. We're doing one episode, the one you're about to hear this week, taking Thursday off, and then we're doing an episode on Monday, and then we're going to take the next Thursday off. So that's all we're doing. For the next two weeks, it's just going to be one episode a week. That's it. There's nothing to be scared of. We're coming back. Uh, I just I just need to, 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 to regenerate. Brendan needs to spend some time with his wife. Uh, take a little vacation. I, of course, don't know how to take a vacation, so I, I will be home festering, which is a vacation. But here's what I've done for you and for me, it turns out. Uh, you know, uh, I've, interviewed, uh, I, I, I've interviewed Ira Glass from This American Life, which was a real pleasure and uh, a privilege. Uh, that's something to look forward to. 
we have Sarah Silverman to look forward to. I went to her home and talked to her for a while. Uh, I'm going to see Jonathan Ames tomorrow, the writer and creator of, of Bored to Death and also a, a very unique and, uh, and filthy, inspired intellectual uh, who I'm looking forward to talking to tomorrow. Some of you may know him. Uh, also, uh, I'm thrilled to say that Louis C.K. and myself uh, you know, had a very moving and lengthy conversation about a lot of things uh, that should be coming up. Uh, you have that to look forward to. And if you're interested, the new T-shirts are here, and they seem to be very popular. I brought them to the, uh, the live show, and people like them. It, it seems like a shirt that is, is much cooler than the other one, I think. I'm very happy that uh, my friend Dima created such a, a memorable bit of artwork. Listen to me. I'm full of gratitude. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? Now getting back to the business at hand, Bob Saget is here. And, uh, and, I, and you know, I don't know Saget that well, but I do know him to be a guy that uh, just never stops coming with jokes. And, and, and that's certainly good. But let's see if we can get somewhere else uh, with Bob and, 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 and see who he is. Uh, I'm interested. I know a lot of you people know him because he's been around a long time. And some of you may have grown up with him somehow. So let's take a listen to Bob Saget, and uh, I can relax. I can. My guest in the garage here at the Cat Ranch is Bob Saget, and we're gonna talk until we start until we are sweating too much. I want to talk to you till Turkey Burger comes out of you. Yeah, I, well, there's one right here. Yeah, I I didn't know when you were coming, so it's, I went ahead and made a it lunch. It's nice the way you made it. It's not like a pita. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I like about broadcasting is they, they really don't know how good or bad that is. This is excellent. Um, yeah, yeah, you like it. Why well, make my own food, Bob? Do you have someone who makes your food for you? Uh, no, I, I've stopped eating. I'm, yeah. on, I'm on liquid and uh, <laughs> methamphetamine. Finally? Oh, yeah. good, good. A lot of people are doing the crank now. The, yeah. yeah, the methamphetamine is very I, popular. Most of my blood has been changed. That's uh, terrific. Yeah. And you look great. What else is going on? <laughs> well, it's all a rosacea. Oh, oh, so this is all an illusion. Everything. Uh, yeah, you're about I to have, melt. I'm. I have uh, Ruth, but one of Ruth Buzzy's old wigs on. That you know, I didn't want to say anything because I just thought like he's a celebrity. You know, you, after a certain age, what's going to happen? Who are they going to pretend to be? When I go to uh, uh, Home Depot, all I buy is duct tape uh -huh. just to keep myself together. <laughs> it's just or, for my... or, to, or to keep the people at the counter guessing. They don't know. They're sagging again. What's he doing in here in Home Depot? I went to Home Depot and bought a door once and built a doggy door. Really? Uh, on your own? Dog. Uh huh. It took me a year. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I kept uh, using the jigsaw to keep that, the door smaller and smaller to finally fit the door frame, and then it did. Yeah. And then I wanted to put it in at this new thing that I'd bought a doggy door, which was 80 bucks that I saw online. Yeah. And the dog, my dog, who's no longer with us, I think yeah. he died as a result of this experiment. Yeah. It was a magnetic collar that would unlock the door. So that a coyote couldn't get in from one side was my thought. Right, right. But it would unlock it so he could go out. Right. And then the collar would let him come back in, but not a coyote, uh -huh. unless it had him in its mouth. Uh, <laughs> and then he um, wouldn't go out of his door. So I yeah. spent a year with five coats of primer and five coats of paint and all kinds of stuff so he wouldn't hurt himself, my King Charles Spaniel, getting yeah. through the door frame. Yeah. And then hooked it all up. And then he put his head up against it and turned away from it and never went back to it. That was it. Well, so then I had to replace the old, the new doggy door, which was all mechanical with just a rubber one, like a flap that was there before, which you could use. Old school. Old school, like yeah. just where the luggage comes out, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, <laughs> yeah. and then it rained and the door 
disintegrated, <laughs> completely disintegrated. It was particle board. I didn't know that because it was yeah. Home Depot. It seemed heavy enough. Yeah. The entire door fell apart like wet cardboard <laughs> that you would. It was like a refrigerator box that you used as a fort <laughs> that just <laughs> fell apart. And my dog looked at me like, you idiot. I could have told you how stupid you were. And then he died. That was it? Soon after. Right after he said that to you? He got prostate cancer. No, he did not. Yes, he did. And my dad had nose cancer, and we kept thinking something happened. <laughs> Come on. Too cl- I'm not kidding. That was the joke around the house. My dad didn't die from it, even though his nose was... My dad's nose was so big, it was actually a donor for other people's noses. How, what kind of nose cancer? I had that. Basal I, cell? I don't know. It might have, you make me want to do a spice rack joke. Like a sun cancer? Like you had to go um, get... Uh... No, it was just someone that... His nose literally had, I think, one of his siblings coming out of it. It was it was gigantic. <laughs> My the, nose is big. The, the his... lost Saget? The lost Saget? He had a, a lost... congenital twin that yeah. didn't really appear until Correct. he was in his 60s? It was the size of the noses on Mount Rushmore. That's how big it was. <laughs> you, were, you would pray that a sphinx would happen to him and it would just be knocked off. Now, you've been around... Like, you know, it's weird. I keep thinking about it. I doubt you'll remember it. You know, I bought that air conditioner at Home Depot, and it's not working. It doesn't oh, work I thought you were well. going to tell me you bought it when we toured together. <laughs> no. I mean, we never toured together. So old. No, but we were in places at the same You're time. You're a little older than me. Yes, not I much. Am. I'm 54. I'm older than you. I'm 46. Uh, so you're, you came up with who? You came up with uh, Riser and Seinfeld and those yeah, guys? Yeah, the first comedian that Paul Riser claims he, is, he saw do well. Yeah. Uh, before anyone was, uh, not before anyone, opening for someone was me opening for Rupert Holmes at the Diplomat in Florida. <laughs> at the Diplomat? Yes, and Paul came down, um, I'm trying to remember who he was with. It was with Mark Schiff, I think. Mark Schiff, yeah. And I think George Wallace. It was four comedians that came down to watch Bob bomb, basically, in front of Rupert Holmes. It was a Diplomat, so the whole audience was blue hair. Bob being you. Bob being third person. I'm yeah, talking like okay. Martin, Martin that, Lawrence. That's fine. I you talk can do that. like I'm an urban act. Uh, Bob wouldn't do that. <laughs> that's not right for Bob. You know, Bob's not comfortable talking about this because when Bob leaves here, he puts his, glo- what do you call it, a, a Glock in the car. Yeah, the Glock. Yeah. yeah or a nine. Do they still use nines? And I say they Bob, in a very Bob, racially inappropriate way. Bob's people do. They do. <laughs> they use nines they and use Glocks. Nines and Glocks and a blunt. And a blunt <laughs> for the other thing. Yeah. That other thing. All right, so you're down the diplomat. You're doing. You're opening for Rupert Holmes. And I, the joke was, he wrote Pina Colada song, right? So his second song was called Him. So uh, I, I said I liked working with him, him, him. And then he opened. And then he wrote uh, Drood on Broadway, and uh, he won the Tony Award. And that's the way that goes for him. That's how that happened. So, so Paul Reiser and I were about the same time. And when I came out to L.A. in '78, the people that I had come up with uh, were Gary Shandling and. Seinfeld and I had my appendix out and Jerry and Lucy Webb and Jimmy Brogan all came to visit me at UCLA when I was 21. You were 21 years old? Uh-huh. My appendix came out. And uh I let it grow grow as its own human being and it became uh Joey Kamen. And Joey Kamen who is very funny. Very, it started very funny. as your appendix and nobody started knows that. No one knew it and he put a tennis ball in his mouth. Yeah. And then spit it out of my appendix hole. We didn't continue with the air conditioner. I didn't find out fully. No, I just, it doesn't I, work, is what you're well, telling I, me. I don't know what to do with it. I'm, I sit here and sweat with celebrities, and, and you know, got I, I feel uncomfortable. You huh? got foam core to make it hotter, actually. Well, I, well, I mean, I, it's foam cores for the sound. Yeah, but now I got the doors open because I can't help it. But I think what I'm trying to do is like, oh, I remember what I was going to tell you. I remember a guy that I worked with on the road that I don't know if you would even remember. He was a secondary character who died. 
not too long ago. Uh, his name was Frankie Bastille. I know that name. Yeah, he was a, he was a, a miserable little uh, 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 headliner who had a drug problem. He used to talk like this. He's one of these rock and roll guys. And he used to tell me, because at the time I started out, or when I was working with him in the late 80s, you were on the sitcom already. Wow. Right? Yeah, I got on there at, what, 86 or 87? Right, so that was around the time that I was starting to do comedy. Right. And this guy was telling me- where were you out of? What city? Well, at that time, I, I kind of- Were you in San Francisco for a while? I was, but I started really after college. I went to the comedy store. I was a doorman there. I got all fucked up on drugs in a year, and I went back to Boston. So That's I was not really impossible. How could that have happened? I know. I was the only guy there who got fucked up on drugs in the late 80s. It was the weirdest thing. I'll go down in history as the one guy who had a drug problem at the comedy store in 1987. I lived in that room for seven years. I started the comedy store in Westwood, and then in 87. It was 87. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. We'll be right back. Yeah. It was 78 when I started there, and then 87. And then she I, had just opened the Westwood store, so you remember. I, I, no, I was, yeah, I'd been open for a while. I was, I, clo- I helped close the Westwood store. So you were hanging around with Kennison as well. I got him his first spot at the OR. In the, in the original room. In yeah, the, in yeah the, I told her to watch him, but you didn't really have to be told to watch Sam. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey, yeah. listen to this guy. Listen. You don't need <laughs> yeah. a microphone. <laughs> yeah. But I, but you know that what, what what was weird to me is when I I met Frankie was that um I know I knew Frankie how did he die well he he just had a heart attack and he had uh, oh. you know he was a junkie just, and just that yeah and it was like but no one he was this obscure guy that didn't even want he he didn't want to be advertised when he was at a club so the IRS wouldn't know where he is he was one of those guys right but he said that <laughs> I remember being shocked because he said you were filthy. Yeah, I didn't even think I was. I still don't think. I, I mean, sometimes I think I'm too much. I mean, how much can you say? Fuck, you know. No, I can say it a lot. But but the interesting thing is, is that the country's perception of who you were and who you were when you started comedy. I mean, you were kind of you uh, weren't like an autobiographical comic. You did jokes. No, I did jokes and some stories, but most of them were just silly. And yeah, dirty, silly, and let me do as many dick jokes as I can because it's silly. Yeah, because I was told as a kid you can't say any of that stuff, so I stayed like a kid who just talked silly. You know, <laughs> you just wanted to say dick over and yeah, over again. And you can't. You can actually. If you go over, if you just go on stage and say "dick," yeah, two hundred times, yeah. Uh, if you forget to do it, then they'll say, "What'd you do tonight?" And you'll say, "I didn't do dick up there tonight." And then you're got. Then they make fun of you. <laughs> but I don't think you can. I mean, I don't curse for the sake of cursing. That's that's the actual truth. No, I don't think I don't think it was cursing. But you like to you know push buttons with uh, how first, filthy you can be. My first jokes were always and. They're more perverted than anything else. They're yeah. like bad. It's yeah. like pedophilic stuff. Sure. That hasn't changed. Yeah. Well, those, well, that's good fun. I mean, well, you know, people forget what fun is. It's solid. <laughs> well, that's what I told the court. Drug what the hell's wrong with me? You're not sweating at all. You look no. tan. Where were you, in Florida? No, I have high blood pressure. I have an hour to live. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. No, I was outside. That'd be a I great in, way to close the show. I was outside. <laughs> Bob Saget is dead. <laughs> That'd be the best closer. I've been spreading that on Twitter, but they know it comes from my account. So, how so can they it? don't believe it? Uh, I'm dead again. <laughs> I was in Vegas this weekend. I did not go out in the sun, but the room had a, a heat lamp. Where, where in Vegas? Where I was at the Orleans, which is an amazing comedy room, actually. How long were you there? Uh, Saturday and Sunday night. It's the room where I went uh, and saw Rickles a couple months ago with Jeff Garland and Jeff Ross, because it was Jeff Garland's birthday, and we all worship Don Rickles, so we went to go pay homage and... That's what you went to Vegas to see Rickles. Yeah, for and how uh, was Jeff it? Go- oh, I've, I've seen it a few times. He's a he's a friend of mine now. I, Who I, Don is? Yeah, they all are. <laughs> how about how about Shecky Green? Uh, he's in the car. Oh, really? Yeah, because I kind of want to interview him, but I'll I, do it later. I, I love Shecky Green. Yeah, you I can't mean, talk to him right now. He's unconscious. Yeah, <laughs> <Did you laughs> but drive? no, but he does. You know, he still works. He doesn't. 
I, I talked to people about him because I was always fascinated by him. Why? Because of the whole Vegas thing. He was a renegade, and he drank a lot, and he drove his car into the fountain at Caesars. And, uh, you know, we're all comics, you know. There's nothing you could do about it. it was, I was watching TV last night and uh, with my daughter. Um, well, I said she was my daughter. But, yeah. Uh, no, but she is She believes daughter. it, though? She is. She's yeah. my daughter. I've okay. never done anything but treat her like a dad. Yeah, in okay. The, in the positive way. Yeah, that's you good. Know, not yeah, the guy sure. that pretends that that's being a father. Right, right. And uh, Legit. That, well, yeah. Yeah, good. And she, How many do you have? I have three uh-huh. at the moment. You know I'll, them all? I'll have more. I know them by name. I yeah. know their addresses because uh-huh. I have to send the checks for everything they do. <laughs> oh, I just what? had to, I got to re-sign a lease for one of their apartments. Oh, right my now. God. Well, how, how old are they? I don't know. You don't know. Uh, they're 23, 21, and 17. Your daughters? Yeah. Holy shit. But they're uh, Siamese triplets. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's just one place. Yeah, yeah. You but know. it's weird that the age difference and they're still triplets. That must be very hard on your wife it to, was a to have really, one dangling from her vagina for a uh, year. Uh, well, let's not talk about her vagina, but okay. they were, they were sorry, born rectally. Geez, I, oh. Uh, but um, <laughs> see, that's how I can do it. That's what I can do. Yeah. And then my daughter stares at me and goes, why did you say that? And yeah. then I call them and go, okay, this is going to be in the... Yeah. In the Examiner in, in New York, this is something I said. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I have actually. They're they're brilliant. They're much smarter than me. And I, I don't. Do you have kids? I have none. I have no wife. I have no kids. I, you want it? I. You know, at this point, I think that I mean, that's a, a stupid question anyway. Because people ask me, would you have kids again? Would you get married again? It really is. It, at do this you point, love somebody, and do you have? Do you want to have? I, a I don't know. You know, I think it, at this age, if I'm going to have a kid, it's probably the conversation around it will be something like, uh, well, what do you want to do with it? You know, it's not going to be, let's plan it. You know, it's going to be like, okay, I fucked up, but I'm old enough to handle it. I think that's how it's going to go. Right. Well, Is that I, a bad I, way I get, to approach it? No. Whatever's honest is what, I mean, do you, when you hold someone's kid, yeah. do you run for the fence? No, with when the kid? Yeah. Yeah, I usually, as soon as someone puts the baby in my hand, I, you run. <laughs> I start running with the that's baby. That's what I do, because you don't, and you might to make it, you, it's like making a drop. You got to <laughs> yeah. do it fast. It's like, where do I put it? Right. Uh, no, uh, I, I like it. Do you kids. like it? Do you yeah, hold I, the kid? Do yeah. you feel like, I held a baby last night, uh-huh. and uh, this all sounds bad when I say it, but yeah. I held my friend's baby. It yeah. sounds worse. Uh, yeah. And, but you're referring to an actual baby. That's not swaying for something, is it? Girl. Okay. It just gets worse. Yeah. I really shouldn't be allowed to speak anymore. Go ahead. No, I think it's no, fine. There should be an injunction. Yeah, okay. But, um, she was just adorable. And yeah. uh, it made me think, could I have a... I'm 54. Yeah. So for me to have, you know, kids again, it's like... Um, it's unusual. No, I mean, but you know what they say? They say, you know, you can do it. You could, guys can always do it. They can, but, but then you don't want to be a grandfather... You don't want to be eighty years old. And I, have I feel a kid that too. In high school. I mean, I don't want to die on my kid. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I feel that too. I mean, see, you know, people say that to me, and I feel it too. I don't. I don't want to. You know, how long, how much longer can I wait? So and again, I wouldn't mind having like a football player kid, like an eighteen-year-old boy that's a big, strapping, strong kid, just drag me around because I can't walk anymore. Yeah, he might you know, throw you over like, his shoulder, carry me, yeah. carry me in the like like there's some kind of you know revolutionary war days. Yeah. Thing. Well, and I think well, maybe she get to work on that. So I, we started right. at Rickles. You're watching TV with your daughter, and what happened? And we watched Louis C.K.'s new show. Yeah, FX. last night. Last night, I watched that episode. I didn't know which one was last night. They gave me a, a DVD. My agent sent me a DVD, and I watched four of them. What yeah. was last night's episode? Uh, the one with the kid who tries to, who said he's going to beat him up in the diner. I didn't see it. Oh, oh, because he didn't want to date his sister. No. Oh, okay. No. Um, it's just great. I mean, you and, like it. And what I like about it is what we all want to do, which is find your voice, whatever we are, whoever we came, wherever we came from, whether yeah. you never want to have a kid or right. ever had a girlfriend or right. ever, whatever, and just be who you are. And he's more than ever just being who he is. And it's his, you know, people go, oh, that's his curb. You know, oh, yeah. 
Well, is it though? You know, it's something. It's pretty it's unique. Just, it's your own voice, and Seinfeld was Seinfeld in a in a in a great commercial television way. It doesn't get any better than that for that. And Curb is Curb, and Woody Allen's probably the palette of every, all of it. I mean, you look at what Woody did. I noticed what, a little of that last night with Louis, and like you know, outside, you know, Louis and I've been friends for years, and I hope to get him on the show. And you know, I have to overcome my my mild jealousy and resentment. Uh, to, well, that to would appreciate make you guys good friends because you can say goodbye without even having to handshake. <laughs> That's true. I I adore him. You know, yeah, and, yeah, me too. And, and and last night when I watched it, I was sort of like it mixes up what it doesn't do that those other things do is engage a real you know there's a heart to it and there's a filmic uh, sort of tone to it. You know, he's consciously a filmmaker. Yeah, and uh, and, and he, he and he's outside of being a comic. You know, he's a. Uh, it's you. It has a. a uh, it's unique. It, it it looks rough around the edges, but it's really pretty controlled. And he's not apologizing. No, he's telling you how. I mean, I saw an episode. and I don't know if it's aired yet. I probably shouldn't talk about it if it hasn't. But it's about him and his mom. Yeah, I think it aired. I think most of them. Oh I think we're God, almost it's done. It's just brutal, you know. I mean, I had a Jewish mother that is has been through. She's had a very hard life. I'm her, you know, her one and only wonderful kid, you know. Your and, only child? Yeah. The well, the other two passed away, and there were two more that passed away. So what? I was a survivor of four. Really? So, yeah. So what I'm happened? the opposite of. Uh, well, they saw my act. Oh, Jesus! It was yeah. it all at once. It was uh, a family all gathering. At once, everybody, they horrendous. Took, they took their own lives. Did you really lose that? I many? did. I had one from scleroderma, which is a big benefit that I do all the time. And you made a film about that. I did. I did a thing. Your sister, ago. right? Uh, yep. Thanks for knowing that. As Dan Delaney started, and it was called for Hope, and we're on the board of this scleroderma research foundation. Which what is, is that? What is scleroderma? Hardening of the skin. It's uh, sclero means uh, hard, and derma is something you can order in the deli later. Yeah, tonight. sure. Stuff derma, but stuff derma, uh, yeah. But it's a uh, skin, so it's a. Uh, it's is it a rare disease. It's a potato latke disease. Yeah, where you eat. Yeah. No, it's a. Very, it's kind of rare, but there are hundreds of thousands of people that have it. That, you know, I just know the rap sheet on it because I'm right. on the board. But it's. Um, as many people have it as cystic fibrosis and MS, and it's not as publicized. A lot of people think it's because it's a bit of an orphan disease, mostly affects women in their childbearing years, so, mm-hmm. uh, which I look at all women. Sure, as uh, possibly, possibly ready to go. Rearing. Sure. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a cause. Uh, I'll give the website after that. Sure, after go ahead. Defame no, the disease can... in all women. No. Um, it's SRF cure.org well i mean i think what people don't know about you perhaps is that not only do you do this and you directed the film about it and, and you're involved with that but I, I read something recently that yeah would you just buy a wing on, on your one of your kids schools or something did you donate some money no i don't think i did i just do benefits as much as i can that's all you do i just do i try to raise money for everybody uh you know that i care about yeah and and usually it's my kids or other people's kids. But you're, I don't like when people are sick, so it's not that I'm a sucker to be philanthropic. I try to give whatever I can. You know, uh-huh. if I'm fortunate, then you know that's nice. I like being able to do that. But I like to give of my time and help raise money for stuff if I can. I mean, it feels lucky if we can put people in a room and then they can raise. Like Sclerderma, we raised over $20 million over the past 20 years. That's amazing. We're doing one uh, November 8th at Caroline's in New York. We just did one here at the... Beverly Wilshire with Craig Ferguson, Ray Romano, Sarah Silverman, and B.J. Novak, and Bill Bellamy. So that's like, it's what it's, it's us, you know, going yeah. out and do it. I'd love for you to do it sometime. Yeah, let me know. If you wouldn't go on stage saying that you just don't like, you're jealous of, you do so you have to say you're jealous of Louis C.K. and then dwell on that for seven minutes. I can do that easily. All right. <laughs> I do that already. I already have, uh, I already have jokes about it. I, I actually say, uh, I don't know when I'm going to, to see my friend's successes as anything other than attacks on me. 
I do not know why Louie had to call his show Fuck Mark Marin because that's... <laughs> that's how you see the yeah, title? Yeah, that's how it comes out on my television. That sounds very... You you got to get a different set. Yeah, I know. Maybe it's... Your I gotta, signal's getting scrambled. Something's going wrong. I used to be... I used to... It's funny. When I was in film school at Temple University, I just graduated and... What year did Annie Hall come out? I 78, maybe? Uh, okay, so 74 to 78 was my college. I was in downtown Philly with maybe, my, maybe my girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, she became my wife, and then my ex-wife, and yeah. the mother of my children, and the keeper of the checks. Yeah. And she uh, and I saw Annie Hall, and I was so upset after seeing Annie Hall because I said, I remember saying, "I can never, I'll never make anything that good, ever." And I was twenty-one, and and uh, I think I've kept my part of the bargain. On yeah, that. good I, for you committing think, to that, right? Yeah. I mean, I watched it the other day with my girlfriend, uh, who was also, you know, forever twenty-one. No, she's older. How old is she? She's in double digits. Okay, all right, that's but, good. Um, it's a start. But uh, watching Annie Hall with your girlfriend is kind of a dream for any uh, comedian. Yeah. Uh, at least I didn't have to watch it with my mom. Did you say that again, though? What, that it was a dream for any comedian? No, did you say that to your new girlfriend, that you're never going to be able to do anything like that? No, that? I didn't. I said, oh. isn't this great? And here's why. Because oh, I so figured you've, out... You've grown up. I haven't made anything that great, but I certainly understand it now. You yeah. know, I know how we, I, I Just a really, really, really well-written thing. And well, well you... done, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. I don't think there'd it's... be anything... I, I don't think there'd be a lot of what we're talking about here, whether it be... Well, it never happens. Herb or, yeah. or Louis C.K. It's about a comedian who's an artist who teaches... The people that, and he learned from all the people that are the masters. You know, I mean, Larry Gelbart and Neil Simon. They all well, came think, out yeah, of but that. Yeah, that's right. I think it was all. It was because of his situational comedy background. I mean, that you know that everything in that is a, is a piece of situation comedy. That you know, even like air, the, the bits, the Mi- bits mixed with a reflection, whether right. it be therapy or just whatever it takes to know yourself. Well, now with, once you, you know yourself, if you can put then put that into writing and then put that into you know, wow, acting, wow. Yeah, then you find and out it, whether then, or not people really like you. And that, that's and then, the big and that risk. doesn't matter. I, doesn't it? My first joke, first joke that yeah. I ever wrote when I was 17 that was a joke, the rest were comedy songs, was when I was a kid, my mother said, when you grow up, not everybody is going to like you. And I said, I need names. <laughs> And now I have, yeah. I have I have the list. I know who they are. You can just Google the people that don't like you. Well, it's so simple because oh, yeah. critics have you know every, critics were always something that hurt everything. Yeah, there were a couple of critics here and there. Are we in uh, the Are we in the fort and stand by me right now? Kind of. Yeah. Are we gonna, are we gonna gotta, find a dead body? In no, here? I'm gonna. Open you need the to door. open the door, don't you? Can you put something in front of it, like the air conditioner? <laughs> You need, it's not going to stay open, Mark. Not okay, like that. Right. Here, put this hammer in front of it. No, I'm serious. Here's a hammer. I got a hammer right here. Look, I got a broom. Oh, that broom's going over. That broom is not going to stay. Trust me. I went to Home Depot and built a door. Look, put the put the hammer with the broom. Yeah. It's this. You've got a jar full of. You've got a jar. You've got two. I don't want to say. I don't want to say you're. That's a good name for something. It's a claymation show. I, I'm looking at two jugs. claymation Jews are smashed by different tools. I'd pay to see that. Yeah, me too. So here's a double A battery batteries and a triple A little teeny jar battery. Two different jars. So are you OCD? No, they're for two different things. Well, I see that, but I can tell the difference between a bigger and a smaller battery. So I could put them all. I actually have batteries in one drawer. Of two different. Oh, you just separate them. I, you know, look, you know, I just wanted to make it nice in here. You know, I so I. <laughs> so you just decided <laughs> to do it. Two jars started separate, with there. Yeah, separate size jars. <laughs> the rest of this. 
It's not necessary. <laughs> it's a work in progress. You have things from a carousel slideshow projector. I, know, I, know. I do, yeah. That's you my, need a woman who loves you, period. who you love, yeah. and who is, well, period, who, but who is OCD and will say, how do you live in this shit? We've got to redo this. And then she gets you to- Do you have one of those? I have a girlfriend who is very good at wanting to have some structure- and to not have around a bunch of stuff. And it's helped me, it helps me gut my life so I can be anew, so I don't stay in my old, uh, just phys- physical, to change physical stuff. This is the only room that I have for this. I mean, this stuff is important stuff. I mean, those carousels, that's my, that's my, my family. And what do that's- I do with the VHS tapes in my garage of every episode of Full House? They're melted, they've been in the garage. Are they they're, still in there? They're in there, Are I don't you, know. Every episode? I don't, I was young, I had a show, I didn't know what would happen, I think it's dust. I think, they you do. have carousel I know, those are from slide my, projectors. I know if they- I have an episode of Full House on VHS, those are carousel slide projectors. Are those your trips to the Catskills? Those are my parents, the parents at the World's Fair in 1966. If it's it my, is. It's my family. We, if my parents. If my, they've been in the heat box that we're doing this interview yeah, in right now. They're garbage. They're dust. They're the Nazis at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. They've <laughs> dissolved. Yeah, they opened the Ark of the Covenant, and that and was it. And those slides just disappeared. Maybe, maybe I don't know. So you have still have the VHS of Full House. That's hilarious. I have VHS you, of a lot of stuff. Me too. I got a few of them, but they're no good. You got to, you got to get them digitized. <sighs> I don't want to. What am I going to do? When watch it? When am I going to watch Full House? Well, it's what good a- that you've let that go. Let it go. I'll get a disease if I watch it. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather be on insulin. I mean, I don't. I can't watch that. I walk into my daughter's room sometimes. You know how many episodes you did? 190-something. Uh, my joke is asking my favorite episode. What's your favorite episode the of Full House? The last one. <laughs> But but you know I was lucky. You're lucky. But then again, that's not the 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 uh, you know I'm the luckiest guy. I'd, I'd be a moron, right, right? Right. But I got a job because I was fired from another job on CBS. I did a Richard Pryor movie, and then I got offered Full House, and um, I was lucky to get the job on CBS. I got fired from because I was too hot for morning TV, and I was really lucky to too be too hot. A, yeah. You said too, cunt. No, no, no. I just talked fast. Oh. And cunts don't understand that. <laughs> and then, and then I uh, got in this Richard Pryor movie, which yeah. was a dream. Yeah, it was. It was. What year uh, was that? Critical condition, '86. Oh. So right when he was starting to go down. Yeah, well, I'm always ar- I'm always around for that. Yeah, but, um, you know, I got to be with him for, yeah. and become friends with him, which was you know. Did you meet him at the comedy store? Yeah, I yeah. used to bring. I got bumped one night. Mitzi said, "You're not going on. Richard's here." Yeah. And that was her way of saying, "You just keep on going for your dreams." <laughs> now, she and now she just says, "Is Bob Sagan here um, yet?" I, I think I, Richard's uh, going on. She just had her birthday, and I couldn't go, and I sent her flowers. You did? I did. Very sweet of you. I just wanted to let the Jews out there know that they put me back a little bit. They yeah. were they were expensive flowers. I, don't, I, uh, I guess I shouldn't make fun of Mitzi. No, you, well. People are what they are. Without that path, I wouldn't be where I am. Well, when uh, now in you the say that out garage of, I've ever been in, are you in pretty, my life. Is it pretty bad? No, actually, you're sweating more than I am. I sweat because I'm just uh, I'm, I'm very focused. Well, you just ate a, a, a turkey, turkey sandwich. sandwich. I had some coffee. Yeah, I ate earlier. Yeah, I had um, I had turkey meatloaf earlier. You did. The Jew where, will who? tell you what it ate always. Yeah, yes. is that is that in the guidebook? It's, the Jew will tell you what it ate. Marlon is that Perkins. In- it's, <laughs> it's like what the North American yeah. Jew does. It will tell you what it drank. Ask me. Yeah, ask yeah. the Jew what it drank. What did you have to drink today? A Zen soda. A I Zen believe soda? it was a refresh kind. Is that good? The Zen, uh, zero Zen soda. Zero calories. Made me feel good. Yeah? yeah. And you had that with the turkey. I had it with the the turkey and a little yeah. No bread. No, I'm not eating bread. Oh, and how about like maybe something on the side, salad, um, any uh, pickle? I, Do you have a pickle? I have? Didn't have any pickle. Uh-huh. I'm trying to remember what else I ate. I, I ate had a, Look at that. Else. It's a pepperoni. 
I like those things, mm-hmm. but they give you gas, don't they? Everything gives me gas. Oh. Well, I don't have gas much anymore. You don't? Nope. Go straight to shit. <laughs> really? Good for yeah. you. Yeah, because sometimes, you know, the gas is just a, a preemptive way to, before you crap. So did you decide on comedy because you just couldn't muster up the, the confidence to do filmmaking? Is that what you're telling me? No, I got into film school. I won the Student Academy Award when yeah. I was 21. I got flown out by the Academy. What Academy? The, student, the, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Oh, like, no the, shit. The Academy. I met Howard Koch and I met Spielberg. I actually walked up to Woody Allen at the Hilton because I was so cocky that I won the student Oscar. And yeah. he, ha- he didn't accept Franny Hall and I told him that I wasn't accepting the Student Academy Award in, yeah. in uh, respect to him. <laughs> What'd he say? He laughed. <laughs> he did? And then, yeah, he was really nice. He said good luck and all kinds of... Uh, Have you met him since? Four words. No. Um, and I'm, I consider him fortunate <laughs> that he hasn't had to. So this is after you went to film school? I went to film... While I was in film school, I, I, this movie uh, I made about my nephew having his face reconstructed called Through Adam's Eyes. Uh, it was an 11-minute black-and-white documentary was the thing. What happened to your cousin? My nephew. Your um, nephew. He became my cousin, and then everything helped. Oh, that's great. Um, he's amazing. You would, he's an amazing man, very successful guy now. And Why did he have really his face well. reconstructed? I needed to make a movie about it. Oh, and, so you uh, just bashed his face in? Bad, as hard as I could, because I wanted to get <laughs> something going for my career. you said, quit crying, we're doing something here? Yeah, and we <laughs> filmed it. <laughs> kind of like, a little bit like punk, but mm-hmm. a little different. Yeah, a little good. And, and you guys uh, are okay now, though, right? Yeah, we're that's best great. friends. We're besties. And yeah. uh, and then I came out here to go to USC film school. I got into NYU and USC film grad school. Yeah. I went for three days to USC grad school, but um, I quit because I had gone up when I won the student Oscar. I was in L.A. from Philly. They flew me out here, and Mitzi said, you should work here. You should work here at the comedy store. And I did. Uh, you had done no comedy? I had done stand-up in Philly and New York. I used to wait in line and do catch and the improv. And the comic strip? And 17 years old. Didn't do comic strip. I did it later in life, but not um, not in my... Catching the, so the improv on 44th Street and catch up on 78th? Yes, uh, 81st and 3rd. 81st and 3rd, yeah. And I would sign the sheet and wait 12 hours oh, and, and did it. And my first hosts were Belzer. Yeah, of course. And Barry, catch. And Barry Diamond at yeah. catch. And at the improv, Chris Albrecht was the manager. Right. And Robert Wall was the MC mm. and the doorman. No kidding. And, uh, and Silver. And they was both silver. said Silver. I didn't remember Silver. No, Bud. Silver. It was Bud then. But they hadn't know sold if the it place. Was. No, it was still. It was, yeah, it hadn't sold. It was an ambiguity. Place. It, was, it was just. The, it was still the only improv, correct? Yeah, correct. Right. And uh, I remember the first thing. That Albrecht said to me and Robert Wall in the same night, which Bud never stopped saying to me, no matter where I am, is you're blocking the hallway. <laughs> and that was what they said to me. So the the thing that makes me, yeah. when people say to me, can you get me on at this club and that club? I go, yeah, you know, you want to go up on a Monday or Tuesday. If I can, I'll, I'll help you. But then well, what are you going to do? Call the owner every weekend and say, please put them on on put Tuesday. This again, yeah. <laughs> do it again. Yeah, but I, I waited in line, stood the sheet. Stood in line, signed That the shit sheet. doesn't exist anymore, though. I mean, the, the lines, the sheet. You know, every, all comics, it's just, they just do little rooms where comics produce shows. Which is great. It's I okay. Mean, well, you know, I mean, you can go up to, where are the places here in town? I have no like, fucking idea. I, I mean, mean, it I, was M-Bar for a while, right? They would well, that's moved. That show has moved to the UCB Theater. And Largo's not around anymore? Largo is now at the Coronet down on La Cienega, so it's in a larger so theater. The, but they call... Largo, Largo. Largo's still called Largo, but Largo at Largo's the at the Cornet. It's like saying the comedy store is at the Hyatt. Yeah, they do that. Which it is. Yeah. You is can it hit still? it from there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you jump. I was, I was Running uh, start. I, went, I was there that night. You were there when he killed himself, that no, guy? What was no, his name? No, I showed up at night, ambulance chaser that I am. Yeah, what was it his was name? It was a friend of mine, Steve Lebetkin. 
you knew him. He was a friend of mine, like an actual friend of mine. I've lost him. I don't take it. I don't like it when I see those kind of things from uh, friends. I take it. I become the narcissist. I become the guy. That's my version of going. Why did he get that show? It's like what fuck that right does he have to upset me by, or her by killing themselves when I value life? I just right. I get really really angry. I don't care how nuts they are at people who kill themselves. At people who kill themselves. Take your goddamn medication. Get a family member and fucking stay alive. It bothers me. Well, at that time, <laughs> I like them. Yeah. I don't want them. Right. Dead. No, I understand that. That makes sense. I but hate it. it. It's what is it? You had a bad set. You had a bad year. You couldn't get on. Fucking go cut deli. But did, did he know he had sickness? I mean, I mean, at that time, you know, the, there was no Prozac. You, I there, had there no was, clue he had sickness. There, I knew no, he was but, depressed. But, We're right, all depressed. But, but I know, but manic depression was barely diagnosed at that time. I and mean, what was it, 1978? Really? Manic knows? depression was fairly popular. No, I know that, but the only <laughs> but the only thing they had was lithium. So, I mean, in, you know. No, guys, they had other stuff. I knew people on all kinds of crap. Really? In 1978? Is that when that happened? Yeah. Yeah. About then? And this guy, you know, he... Uh, he couldn't get any spots. Oh, so, but he should have looked. Did you see his seven minutes? He, You know, he had a good three. Was he funny? He was funny. <laughs> yeah. He used to do an impression of um, a Jewish pimp, and he had a hat with two bagels on either side, and he would go, hustle, hustle. <laughs> and then he would take the same bagels and put them on his ears and go, look, Princess Leia. You know, it was oh, like yeah. his prop stuff. Did, did he jump with the bagels? I don't think he jumped with any props. He was, <laughs> when you, he, you know, he was about as low as, uh, you know, as, you know, it's just... And I don't want to we such dwell on this because we both know the same people that in the past ten years are gone. You know, Rich. Yeah, just sucks. That but was, you but know, you know then there's new people coming up that are positive that are really cocky that we can resent. No, I know, but the weird thing about Rich Jenny is that I was working his weekend in Chicago the night that he did it, and like me as a narcissist. Did you think it was your fault? No, I think it was my fault. But I thought, like, what does this mean? You know, why am I the guy that is doing his weekend that he canceled because he was too doing, depressed? It means you're doing a favor for the muses. You know, you're doing you're doing something good. Is how I always turn that into because I've lost two sisters and and uh, to the same disease. No, one was scleroderma and the other again she saw my act. And yeah, and just, just dropped she, dead. Yeah, yeah, she she just had a she'd had a brain aneurysm. Yeah. She had a rough time, but uh, you know, and so I've lost you know, and I've lost a bunch of friends, and I just want to be happy. You know, and be, are and, you? And, yeah. How do you do it? It just happened. I lot, I've been to a, a lot of therapy, to be honest with really? you. Really? Yeah. I'm tired of myself. I can't. Uh, and I like to be new. I like to have new newness in my life and the way I do things and stuff. So I had my penis completely tucked. Really? It it actually hangs out of my ass. That's interesting. Yeah, it's like a tiny little tail. That's like a new... It's like Shallow Hal. Remember uh -huh. that Jason Alexander has that? Uh-uh. I have a, It's at the end of Shallow Hal. It's the punchline to the entire film. <laughs> but it was a while ago. It's not like giving the end of no, Inception. You know. Well, look, okay, let me just ask you a couple questions before we uh, get lost. I'm not saying I'm happy all the time by any means. I wouldn't No, be, I know, but you look, know. You, were the, you were the dad on the TV show. Right, and I've been years. able to get through that. Right, and you did America's- And that's a two-dimensional show made, a really good, really good- Full House. Is a good two-dimensional show made for 14-year-old girls. Right, but now, you did 200 guy, episodes. Something like that. And then you and were that guy for- On the video show forever. for 200 episodes. 200 episodes of America's Funniest Home Videos. Right, so I'm that guy for those people forever, because I did 80 hours of work a week being a character. And on both and of being those a, shows. being a clip host but of that, a clip show. Believe me, dude, where people how much did you hate nuts. yourself? Um, Seriously. I was so tired, it helped me to not hate myself. So tired and I also in what had way? A what good, do you mean tired? I also had a good life. You know, I had, 
Money, it's very yeah, money. fortunate. Yeah. Money, money doesn't give you happiness, but it, it you can buy happiness with money. Sure, and, and um, like like what? Good, you know, you can buy medicine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> houses, houses, yeah. cough syrup, friends, a lot of codeine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I got three healthy daughters. You know, yeah. you always say healthy. You always yeah. say that so no one has an arm growing out of the middle of their head. Right. You know, Three Mile Island kids. What we live in a world where Three Mile Island doesn't even get a laugh anymore. No, no, people don't even know what it was. It's shareable. Chernobyl, yeah. nothing, nothing. I, you know, it's no. not a world we live in. It's like the past is the past. Bob. And Hiroshima and it, never got a laugh. No, that ever, was, ever. It was funny briefly. It was funny briefly. I don't know. Depends on what you were wearing that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we couldn't use it. It was before our generation. Ask Shecky Green. who got laughs out of it? Ask, ask He Shecky. was drunk in the fountain. Yeah. I saw him at Nate Now's, and he wants to work, and he's very funny. I want to go interview him for you the should. show. He'll tell you all about it. He'll Will tell he? you his experience. Is he clear? Is he clear-headed? I think so. He was when I was going through his pants. So you, so you had no, no self hatred about all those shows. Um, yeah, yeah, I had, I had a lot of, uh, you know, my, my silly, uh, my funny career is that people always go, oh, he's not the guy that you know from those shows. I did the shows for eight years, and I've been fifteen years of experiencing. Well, let's see, what year is this? This is two thousand and ten. So they went off in ninety eight, right? Yeah, or ninety five, ninety six. Well, what's your name? That one of the twins is on the cover of something today. Mm. You know her? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know one of the twins. Yeah. That's how people see how people look how they label people. Yeah. And I was the dad on that show. Well, don't expect to see him do that, you know. I don't know. I was in Vegas this weekend. Nobody was surprised. I've been doing the, in other words what I was saying was I've been who I am before longer yeah. longer than the thing's been off. So you're that's past. You don't get that anymore. People don't. Well, come no, up I do. Anymore. I use it. I think it's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's like saying, yeah, it is. It's it's a supreme joke of pop culture that I d- got to do that, and that you're this filthy. I love that one I did. I'm not even that. F- come I'm on. Not, the new show I'm doing for A and E is called Strange Days. I'm yeah. not going around cursing. I don't even have to get bleeped much. It's you know, it's a it's a uh, documentary comedy show, so I don't host it. It's not into camera. It's just uh-huh. me going somewhere and living with a uh, an unusual lifestyle subculture of society for you live there i well i don't i live in a nice hotel all the time wherever i go i mean i'm not ridiculous yeah but um i joined a motorcycle club and uh and rode in a sidecar from nashville to daytona that's like that's the bitch seat with an iron well i wasn't gonna i tried to ride a motorcycle what happened you want me in the bitch seat trust (laughs) me i mean it's it's an option of do you want to see the other six get shot or just have me smeared am i roadkill or do we make more you couldn't ride the bike no then because i didn't because i was in the do you ride a motorcycle no okay because i was in the sidecar we shot one where I looked for Bigfoot up yeah. in the Pacific Northwest with uh-huh. infra- infrared gear. I joined a frat in Cornell. I went to Vegas and we did the out. Uh, Jeff Ross came and helped me out but late at night. We did the, I guess a Lost Vegas episode, but we did the Mint 400. We retraced the Hunter S. Thompson thing and uh-huh. Jeff was kind of my Laszlo. Uh-huh. And um, we did a bunch of other ones. Uh, I'm I went to camp. I just got back, actually, from shooting in a, in a, in a camp. You went to camp? I never had gone to camp as a kid, so you here I was with, no, did you? Yeah. Where were you? I went to camp uh, in New Mexico, and I went to camp in Pennsylvania. Was it fun? It was okay. You know, my parents didn't want me around, so it was it was that that was the the, the core of it. But yeah, I went to a music and arts camp in Pennsylvania for two years in a row, and they let you smoke and play guitar. Wow, it was great. I just smoked and played guitar. Well, that's it's, it's like that now. But Is although it, these kids didn't smoke, it was a really I think people nice, kids don't smoke like they used to, do they? Not cigarettes. No. I mean, they really, wanted, well, yeah. well now when these were I was with 14, 15 year olds, there was still an innocence, even though there wasn't, there really yeah. was. You know, the kids are still olds. innocent now? 
the ones they put me with. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, because until you got done with them, <laughs> <laughs> now none of them can barely. They they can't walk. Um, they have to learn somewhere. I went to Ukraine and helped guys get mail order brides. Really? Yeah. You went to the Ukraine? Uh huh. Holy shit. Yeah. So we, this thing will be on uh, in months ahead called Strange Days. So that whatever we're doing right now, yeah, it'll have it'll have plugged it somehow. Yeah. Well, you don't know when it's going to be on. Yeah. Uh, not yet. No, we're cutting it right now. We're waiting to find and out. And you want me to hold this, right? Oh, you can do whatever you want. What are you pointing at? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to not? You want me you to want hold? Me, want me to hold this? You want me right? to wait to to put this up? Yeah, it won't matter. Well, nothing matters. It does, oh, well, Jesus! Happiness is that is the good. happiness? You're not happy, right? <laughs> no, I'm all right. No, but you're not. I'm anxious. Right. You know, I have a lot but of you're fear. You're going when are the things, and that does, you know that's the enemy. What fear is the enemy? Of course, it's the enemy. Period. I'm not. I'm not shuts t- you down creatively. I'm not saying when is the thing. I'm just saying, is this it? Well, that, then say that till they lower you into the ground, but it doesn't matter because it is. It doesn't. It just doesn't matter. I mean, hey, people are going to me all the time. You know, is this all I came here for? When I, I don't fucking know. I got shit to do. You yeah. know, I just maybe. But when you sit at home, you you're like, I'm good. I don't sit too much. I work a lot. All right, so that's your thing. Well, I like to work. I also like being with my girlfriend. I also enjoy my kids. Um, I have, I'm very That's fortunate. That's a full life. You got a full life. I have a, and you use the word full in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I have a full, I have a full life. And I'm y- very lucky. My mother's alive, so you can't have everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, when does this air is the question? No, she's good. I took Let her to dinner. Keep I took her to dinner last night. She here? Oh, not in the building, but she's in Los Angeles. Did you move her out here? Is that yeah, how a long that time ago. She's in the Holy Land. West of the 405. Oh, really? And and she... Uh, you set her up. That's so gets, nice. You, did that feel good to be able to set your mom up? Well, she lives in the street. Oh. I just shit. dropped her. I, <laughs> but, but, she, she but you check out. You, you she's drive fine. drive around. You see her. They were the blue bus. They don't know if you got money or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, uh, you know, she gets the French fries with no salt, so they're healthier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time we go out. Like, I get the mother, French fries, no salt. My mother's well, never eaten good. a French fry, ever. What's your mom like? She's uh, she's like 119 pounds, and she's got bleach blonde hair. And but when you say she's, she's 119 t- pounds, is she is she fighting? Is she is she go to Vegas? Is she is she admit was she she's in a lifelong pr- fight against fat, Bob? That's it's all about. Is, is your dad alive? Sure, he is. And yeah. are they together? No, no, no. no Divorce. They're, they're divorced. Uh, and that was old. That's new. That's a new thing that they did a long time ago, right? I, well, no, I uh, I never quite recovered from it because you know I was 35 and uh, it was. Why old. didn't you recover? Because who am I going to live with? You know, <laughs> where am I going to put my my bookshelves? Yeah, no, no, yeah, they, it, was, it was later, you know, and, and they got divorced, and my dad's nuts, and my mother's nuts, and they're okay. I, I, you know, I, gratitude is what it is, Bob. They want gratitude. No, it's what that's part of happiness. No, yeah, being appreciative, uh, but you can't make that happen. Like I, you have I to choose though. Nah, what do you mean? No, no, that's an like an that doesn't happen organically because we're supposed to wake up in the morning and be appreciative. Yeah, you can't tell that to a self pitying. Jew. Bastard, Jew, yeah. bastard. Yeah, I, I know. I, I don't appreciate. It. And then when I realize when I slap myself around, um, you know, you know what? I used to be depressed when I was twenty nine. I was depressed for like a year. I'd be depressed a year. Like at a you can't get out of bed, depressed. A little bit of that, but yeah. I would always work. But it just, you know, wasn't happening. I'd always be funny. I'd always go on stage, whether I had a job or not. I didn't have a job for eight years, you yeah. know, and would go do, you know, yickles and fuckwad, yeah. yeah. and, and then. Stand there and you know have fun. Yeah, and, then go home. and, then, and the w- worst part would be you'd be, you know, as a comic because we're just talking because we're comics. Yeah, but I you go on stage and you just you know at the comedy store in its heyday it was Robin and Richard and and um, and Red Fox would come on and really uh, yeah in this in the what in the late seventies uh yeah 
Joey yeah. Kamen. Joey Kamen, Joey Gaynor. Yeah. Harris yeah. Pete. <laughs> yeah. And and I'd uh Skip Stevenson. Yeah. David Letterman. David Letterman, one of the first people I met when I had started uh, when I got accepted as a regular at the You remember him time. as a comic? Yeah. I, I um told him he could sleep with my cousin. You did and did he? No. No. I remember uh, Leno had seen me do. Uh, I saw Jay do a joke, and it made me laugh so hard. And you know, you, he was I, at the store as well. Yeah, mostly the improv, but the store too. But it's pre-strike, you know. Yeah. And this was. Uh, I remember he did a joke. He said, "What is it with incest?" You know, I just like anybody that would do like traditional comedy, but yeah. then put their spin on. Yeah. Uh, it, it, to hear Jay do perverted humor, yeah. made me laugh back then. What and, was the joke? Uh, what is it with this incest? Yeah, your mother's uh, opening up the oven and uh, getting out the meatloaf, and you're looking at it, and she's bending over, and you're going, all right, Mom. <laughs> it was his Boston version of being turned on by the big pilgrim woman picking up a meatloaf. And I, I said to him, that's really funny. Of course you would like that. I mean, oh, my God. You know, because you're so, you know, I was so fucked up. I just laughed at anything perverted. Who else was around then? Mike Binder? Billy, Billy Crystal. Uh, Mike was 17. He started Binder, coming. Binder yeah. yeah. I saw Mike was the first comedian, first comedian I saw when I was 20 years old when I won the Student Academy Award. And then he said he had a friend named Dave Coulier that needed a place to stay when yeah. he came out to L.A. And so this is 10 years before we did Full House, or eight years before we did Full really? House. I met Dave in Detroit and then asked Dave to stay on my couch. And that was the premise of the sitcom, too, which is kind did of Did you weird. pitch it? Was it no, your... no, no. I was uh, hired after someone else was released. It was, uh, it was a show by Miller Boyette and uh, Jeff Franklin and uh, John and Dave had done it already. And I was doing this show in New York, and then they didn't know what they were going to do. And then I got the job at the last minute. Huh? It was a weird thing. Binder was funny, wasn't he? Great, and he is funny. He's a really great guy, and he can make a good film too. Yeah, I, I wish I was around. Like I went, I was at the store in '87. Yeah. So it was way after. Yeah, that. I was just about, I think I'd just gotten a job and left, but I remember it was so competitive and so weird. It's and, still weird over there. Yeah, but it's comics, and it's supposed to be weird, you know? Yeah. We're all supposed to be what we are. I was watching this Louis show yeah. on FX, which I am a little obsessed with over having watched it last night. Yeah. And I watched four of them, and uh, just to see him go into the comedy cellar in New York yeah. and watch that, it's, it's romantic as shit what we do. I mean, it might be sick. I mean, and he make he gave a speech, and he says, the, "You know, we have fifteen minutes up there. That's our lives." And yeah. he shows the other comics who say nothing, and they're all like, "So these guys got nothing. They yeah. just got that fifteen minutes." Yeah. <laughs> <And> it's just <laughs> a very funny cut too, because it's kind of true. You know, you're as good as your last spot, unless true. you don't. Well, you have enough self worth that you realize, no, this is a craft, and it's you know, you do take, you have take that? the sign. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll do a set, which I'll know will be... Um, I went up and did Chocolate Sundays a couple weeks ago at the Laugh Factory, which is an urban night. Yeah. And my you know, my first line was, where's all my tall, neurotic Jews in the house? You know? Yeah. And then that was the uphill. So that was then I started to just hit too hard, you know? I just was trying to score, you know? Because yeah. I wanted to... Wanted black people to you like wanted you. Wanted to very much. Yeah, and I want. And now that you, you just want to kill with every audience, or not kill. I, I just wanted to get. Down. And you can't. If you're going up with a, a crowd that is rowdy, if it's a rock and roll type crowd or a college crowd, you can't be looking at your notes. You know, you can't. You no, got to. You, you got to entertain everybody. Yeah. You got to be. It's and it's a workshop. I just did Vegas this weekend, and um, it's like surfing. You know, and and you don't wipe out, and you just keep going, and you and it's. 
it's a it's a pretty amazing f- form to be able to do. So I, yeah. I'm pretty professional about it. you are. You've always been real professional. Yeah, I'm pretty professional. I do know that like I was. You're as depressed before you go on as off. Yeah, right. Yeah, on stage, you're, off you're stage. Consistent. Very consistent. I'm consistently inconsistent. <laughs> they, <laughs> that if they don't come around to where I am, we're going to be in trouble. Uh, but it's not really that. That's not really true. I was in in Atlanta, and it was the last show. And it's a it's this weird small room where you do two shows a night: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Where was it? At the Laughing Skull. Oh, that's owned by. Um, I like that guy, Marshall Child. I like him a lot. Yeah. I did that club, the Funny uh, Funny the Farm. Farm. Yeah, and he's 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 he loves. What I love about him is that he loves comedy. Oh yeah, and and like the last night, like and he's I'd funny had, too. Yeah, I had great shows, and there was a couple in the last show, and they were drunk, mm-hmm. and and they were exuding problem. Mm-hmm. They were just going to be a problem. The room was too fucking small. Yeah, and I knew backstage. I was like, this is going to be my last show, and they're going to. Fuck it up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to babysit. You preordained it. Well, no. Well, and then Chris Tucker stops by to do a guest spot, which but, is weird oh. on my show. What was he doing there? He lives there. He does. Yeah. So he he comes up and He's does. So 10 funny. Minutes. I want to do him. See him do stand up more. How you was, do? was it good? Yeah, it was all right. Uh, you know, but it, you know, people were very excited to see him. You, you know, because he's a guy. You know, they know him from the movies or from the Billboard or whatever. And then I got if up you, there. If you've seen the Billboard, you'll love, love the, the comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, then I get up there and they would removed the couple that oh. that, that I knew was going to be a problem, and and I was so now ex- it's all on you, right? Yeah, I was so ecstatic. <laughs> I was like, they're gone, and everybody else was relieved, and it, you know, we had a nice time. Uh, but I guess that's true. You got to walk. It, it's still well, you hold on to the one person that tells you when I when I did this, um, I did a set, and I guess it was here in town before I went to Vegas last week because I'm going up on tour, so yeah. I want to make sure that I'm good. And I just went too far, you know. I don't. Sometimes I like to be clean cut and even just go up and I'm just gonna be see how funny I can be and not yeah. not rely on just saying you know fucking You're doing this it and the that. Jeff Garland style. Well, I you don't go like up with to, no material, or you got. Well, I, no, I have Joe. I do both. Yeah, I love that he can do that. Yeah, and then but he has material. I mean, he he just. I mean, he's more prepared than I am sometimes. But I went up. Um, and I, I uh, offended somebody. I don't know. I was really blue. I don't know. What, it was just a couple, couple weeks ago, and two older people walked out, and I said, uh, do you have to go somewhere? Uh, I think I insulted them with, like, well, yeah, well, apparently you're not going to have sex, you know, because, you know, it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy said, you're just not funny. Oh, yeah. I and I just hadn't heard that in so oh, long. Yeah. I always, you know, it's always weird when you meet somebody and they go, are you going to be funny? Yeah. No, no. When you get on a plane, do you ask your pilot if yeah. he's going to get you to Cleveland? Yeah. So our back's already up. We're already the kid I behind the dumpster ready yeah, to start yeah. a fight. Yeah. I mean, we chose a... Are you funny? I, I, you know, sometimes. <laughs> All right, so at that moment, at that moment, you're just not funny. Did it hurt? No, which is why I'm... Uh, the that is therapy has paid off. That is a good sign. It was... Uh, I was not hurt. In fact, what it did was... A li- I, I acted out a little bit. I, was, I became a little more 11 years old. I you, just started to needle them a little yeah, bit sure, as of they left and yeah. then apologized because they knew it was so wrong to make fun of them after they were gone. Yeah. And then said probably what they were doing and where they were going and how they after were After they left? It. Yes. Oh, you kept going. to get back to Chatsworth. Oh, yeah. and, and was that killing? And do, no, because it was mean and I kept apologizing for how mean it you was. You couldn't help yourself. Couldn't help myself. And, yeah. And it made me feel better and then I was able to let go of it. It took me about two minutes. So it did, uh, it, so apologizing it, for ragging on them. It did hurt your feelings. You just chose not to feel pain, and you got you got defensive, and and you you just made them pay, and then you felt bad about that, and then apologized. But then I felt good enough because I wasn't that mean in making them pay. <laughs> I found a gentle way 
<laughs> to make them pay. To make them pay that for the That should be pain. the name of your next CD. A gentle way to make you pay. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody would read or see anything with that title. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. A gentle way. It's a good indie film title. A gentle way to make you pay. That just is like Just about a guy who's like so mean and so smooth that people walk away and they go, holy shit, my ass is bleeding. That's, I didn't even notice it. If you, <laughs> if you made that yeah. as a uh, screenplay, an independent film, yeah. that could be like your 500 Days of Summer. A gentle way to make you pay. Yeah, it sounds like you're getting back at the women Written and directed by you. Mark Maron, produced so, by Bob Saget. <laughs> can I have some money? And it, that's, that's what it comes down to. I want it. Well, first thing you need is get some fucking air conditioning in here. Okay. Seriously. I you will. didn't tell me I'd be in Dachau for the interview. I'm sorry. I Are we in a train? <laughs> we're good. We're, we're, I think we're, we could quit if you want. No, I'm never leaving. But this <laughs> WTF is everywhere. Yeah, it's it's gotten very popular, and people seem to like it, and they like hearing from comics. They like hearing us talk, because none. Of, the thing, interesting thing is nobody knows. I talked, to, I talked to David Tell for an hour and a half, and I don't think anyone has ever talked to him that long. I like him a lot. I talked to, uh, I recently did an episode with Judd Apatow. He loves comedy. Yeah. I'd like to talk to Shannon. I knew him. You knew him when he was a kid? Yeah. He loves comedy. Loves comedy. And he's obviously funny and he's brilliant he, yeah. at what he does. I he mean, just definitely just, loves. He loves it. Yeah. And that's, what, that's what's attractive to me about all of it. When I watch anything, when I see one of us, like do, it feels like a family to me. At a certain age, yeah, I, I just go, so. these are my brethren. Because yeah. you put a couple hundred people, a couple thousand, a couple million people in front of any of us, yeah. and the reactions are the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's only so many ways to skin the cow yeah, and yeah. sell all the parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So watching Louis C.K., yeah, I keep dwelling on because it literally was last night, is watching him deal with a heckler in the audience. Oh, you watched I that mean, episode? I, yeah. Mm-hmm, and it's seeing him at Caroline's. I mean, it's it's... We've all li- we all live that life, yeah. And so, when what is the violation that it, what do, what do you owe an audience, and what is your interpretation of what the relationship is? It's your t- you know his uh, uh, speech Talk was that it's it's you have to listen to us because we're on stage, and that's you're not supposed to speak back unless I want you to speak, right? Cause, but where's where's that written? Yeah, you know. And my job, like I, I'm. I'm this is my plug I'm touring through January you know whatever uh, theaters and colleges and stuff and so I'm I, they're paying money so I gotta entertain them period right. There, it isn't and if I talk to them I'm responsible if a guy rushes the stage I had a, I did a college a couple months ago and some kid rushed the stage with a bottle and what he wanted to do is down this weird I guess it was called ice some yeah. kind of Seagram's product yeah and uh, wanted me to drink it and, and I wouldn't drink yeah. it so he like pounded it and then threw the bottle to the ground and then all I'm picturing is glass coming up hitting me in the eyes right. so I just all I care about security at that right. point so at that moment I don't care that anybody's paid money I'm not gonna be killed your safety yeah right but otherwise they they paid but if you're at the comedy cellar uh, Louis is 100% right <laughs> you don't speak during someone's whole well, thing. Well, he's he's interesting too because as a comic, I mean, I've known him a long time and he was never he was never a guy that liked doing crowd work that, you know, it, that even was comfortable doing crowd work if if not, you know, it's something some guys like to do it, other guys learn how to do it so they have the skill in place. And it's not a necessary thing to do. I mean, it's no. like it's like Norm Macdonald. You want to listen to what he weaves, yeah, because it's coming from such an unusual place, right? And Louis is um, compelling, yeah. You know? Same and, thing. And Norm's like that. I could sit and listen to Norm and go, "Whoa, when is this going to turn?" <laughs> yeah. And here it just turned. You know, yeah. It's just I'm, I'm a. But like you, I mean, if somebody talked to me or you, they're going to pay. 
We're going to find it's, a gentle way. It's, it won't be to that make gentle. No, I, I've, I've done some. And I've had some relationship problems in my life personally because what I've learned about myself is, you know, you throw one rock at me and I got a thousand coming back at you. It happened yesterday. Because I'll bring catapults. I'll oh, bring yeah. artillery. I'll one hire thing, people. One little thing that hurts your feelings. And it's not even. It's not even that big a deal, They right? don't even do anything wrong. I know. I mean, they do. They're just oh, people. They're just feel, human beings. How do you feel after that? Well, the, you know what's a good example, which I use a lot in my relationship. Shit, is, I do the same thing. I just people should do. We we our our type ilk should be watching, uh, you know, James L. Brooks is as good as it gets as many times as we possibly can, because the Jack Nicholson Helen Hunt relationship kind of says it all. Because yeah. it's like, why would you say something like that? And it's just a guy who's so narcissistic and so stupid, uh, not stupid, but so insecure and hurt that yeah i'm not looking at you or me yeah there's no mirrors in here are there yeah we're, we're looking at each other i like that you other. have no mirrors in here yeah and just do something that fucks it up for somebody that you care about and it can really fuck up a good relationship i say fucked up my second marriage mm. she left he you did. must be a fucking terror with that shit. Well, I've gotten good therapy for any. If you can find somebody, you this can is talk anger to. issues. I know it's anger issues, and it's also hurt, and it's also not being allowed to do what you want to do, and it's not. Uh, it's also not owning your stuff. You know, not walking around feeling guilty, whether it be Catholic or Jew guilt. You know, notice I go Catholic or Jew guilt. Yeah. So there's a racism falling sure. somewhere on that. Yeah. You don't call it calf guilt. No, Jew guilt. <laughs> we hate ourselves. <laughs> well. So wait, somebody so what, else has. What's to. the immediate solution? You can't just can't rely on the, just all the world. Yeah, to hate, we got to do it ourselves. <laughs> got to carry. But I, I just think it, 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 the shorten the window on the uh, on the angst. So shorten the argument. Shorten the reason for it. Say what you want to say, and then literally, I have a friend that always says this, says this to me. He's a, a comedy writer. He's like, do a puzzle with a friend. You know, just do whatever you can do. Shiny objects in front of yourself. Change anything the subject for your mind. Before the rage locks go in. Go do something. But, something. Play Zelda. Do anything. But go. when you lock in, do you have that moment where like, you know, you feel the effect of what's being said or what's aggravated you, and then it's just like a switch turns. A switch so, turns and the bottom of the elevator drops out. And right. there's no rescuing anybody. Right. Everybody Everybody's getting taken in. Yeah, it's it's and we're wrong. It's, of an, it's we are wrong. Correct behavior, but you can fix it. Okay, we gu- I guarantee you, you can fix it. Start with throwing out some of this shit in here. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. My girlfriend wouldn't tolerate this. Yeah, I like some of these things. Yeah, you know, you got some nice things here. Yeah. What does that say? Is that a serenity prayer? That's a joke serenity prayer. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it's a senility prayer. Yeah, it's a yeah. So what is that? I don't know. It's look at go Look, get it. I, I'm just going to tell you something. There's yeah. a copy of 1984 by George Orwell here. Cut in half. No, 1984. Cut in half. It's was, cut in half. It is. Yeah, that's the fine. Look at it. It's half the book. It oh. was done. It was. A, that's why I have that. Uh, a friend and I were building shelves, and uh, at that moment when he cut that book in half, we laughed for like a half an hour. That's I don't even really, know why. That's really funny. It was that book. So I, if I had a good math mind, which I do not, yeah, what is the exact half of 1984? Oh, 944. Nine, 942. Uh-uh. No, 1984. No, no. 19. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do this. 8.50. 8.50. Asian guys listening to this that have already are yelling at this right now. Nine fifty. That's Rickles' way of looking at nine, it. Nine fifty plus. No, you don't have to do it. I'm on my nine ninety two. Uh, is that what you're going to stand by that? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So what you've got sitting on that shelf right there is nine ninety two. Yeah. You That's don't right. have nineteen eighty four. 
Exactly. And now, if I'd have known that right off the bat, yeah, it wouldn't have made you laugh. It wouldn't have meant anything. But no. I wasted a good minute of this time that you can cut out. We were, but we, we were in such good, uh, we were in such a good groove with the anger thing. You say I got to get rid of some of my baggage, and I got to, you know, you just have to move on quicker. Okay. Move okay. on quicker because you, you're really funny and talented, and why not enjoy your life? And then and, and you do, draw people in, and you can make money doing it. And especially people need to laugh, you know. Yeah. Does it feel good when you get when you hurt somebody? When you hurt somebody? Yeah. No. All right. No, I feel really bad when I hurt somebody. I and while you're my doing relationship it after. is, it never feels good. It it feels like something, which is why we do it. Right. We, we just yes, want to feel connected. something. That's right. And you know we've had an effect. Yeah, and it usually destroys stuff. Yeah, and I, awful. The only good thing about it is the resolve of it can be good. And I'm not just talking like if you don't do it over and over again. I mean, um, if you really and mean we do it. do it over again. Yeah. We, but I'm not just talking about in a relationship where there's payback sex. You know. Yeah. Uh, sure. ma- makeup sex, but sure. I'm talking about all relationships. Yeah. I know there are relationships that's hard to believe that yeah. aren't sexual. Right. I don't really with have women any. with women with your mom, but I don't really have it. Mine's well, it's hit or miss. My mom, that's why I hit her or I miss her. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but my mom, uh, you know, there, that's been a lot eternal. Understand, trying to understand. There's nothing to forgive people that are who they are. There's yeah. nothing. I mean, get, yeah. I mean, I guess it's forgive and forget and all that crap. But I guess it was Jesus who said, "I'll be here all week." Yeah. And he was wrong. <laughs> he, he was. He disappointed was. a lot of there people. There was no second show. Yeah, and then afterwards they spun that thing into a big, big business. He, it, it's unbelievable. It's terrific. Terrific. Well, it's like Kennison used to say. I mean, if he comes back, you know, he, he used to say, um, oh, yeah, if I was Jesus, I, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't wait to come yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember this sound? Guy named that song in three notes. <laughs> right? <laughs> he's, the, I'm the, he's the only savior that can whistle through his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be um, back as soon as I can play the piano again. <laughs> <laughs> he used to sit on another comedy store with like a, a, like a fifth of Jack. Yeah, what was he drinking? Was Black He's, Label's Walker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, Jack Daniels, or vodka? Uh, and and they would he'd say to me, "You ever get depressed, Saget?" And I went, "Yeah." I mean, it was two a.m. at the comedy store. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And he said, "You ever get depressed? You come see me." I'm like, "Yeah, that, that's gonna solve it." <laughs> Wait, is he funny? And that's that's all. You know, truth is, what uh, are the two things Jesus said? Is it the truth will set you free? Did yeah. he say that one? Yeah, someone said it. He also said, know thyself. Yeah, no, to thy own self be true. He didn't say know thyself? Yeah, same thing. Know well, not, not exactly the same. To thine own self be to true. To thine own self be true means be honest to yourself. Know thyself means, you know, you get a good hour set and work on it. Yeah, that's right. You know, know yeah. your shit. Know your shit. Yeah, <laughs> be real. Be, keep it real. Keep it real, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. So we're we're talking about what's the thing? Strange what? Strange days. That's uh, with Bob Saget on A and E. Yeah, uh, and that's coming up. Uh, more will be revealed about that. More will be revealed, and, and it'll be in its own time. Yeah, and, and it's really it's a really interesting show. It that sounds I'm, funny and good. I'm th- I hope so. It's it's kind of uh, it, it feels re- good to me. We've worked a lot on. It. We're still editing it. All right, and then uh, you're and touring tour, from. When's that start? Uh, it would be all fall through January, maybe February. September. I'm not sure. Yep, October. And you November. got your shit together. Let's you got your happens. hour. What are you gonna do? Like I, have an a new, hour? I have a new hour that I've been working on. Who's opening for you? It. I use different people. Yeah, like um, who? Uh, I just had James Smith, uh, Ryan Stout. I, I know like that name. Ryan Stout a lot. He's very funny. Where's he from? He is from. Um, where is he from? We don't usually talk because we're just having sex. Sure. Once the show ends. We're yeah, yeah. Drunk. You put the gag in. Yeah. 
Why that? Uh huh. Okay. I put a, I plug all of his holes. That's good. One yeah. with your dick, and then the other one. No, I don't use my dick. Oh, you don't? No, it's all with uh, <laughs> alcohol dip rags. <laughs> well, if you're gonna set someone on fire, yeah, you, you just gotta... wave the lighter around. What's yeah. the matter, opener? <laughs> Why did you want to sell my merch? <laughs> yeah, the opener didn't go out and sell my merch. This is what you get. <laughs> this is why I didn't write another 20. <laughs> and then um, the other guy that I like a lot is Mike Young. Take yeah. Mike out. Just solid, yeah, solid Mike, guy. Very solid and, and he's good got heart. that upbeat energy. Yeah, he's got a really good heart. He, he has such a good heart, I almost thought he was Christian-y. Yeah, and he's a Jewish guy. Is he? He does not look like a Jewish no. guy. No. And he's a, he's a boxer. His upbringing is he kind of just was a survival guy. Uh-huh. From Detroit, great family. Nice, nice guy. Like, open, am I thinking of the guy? No, you Mike guy? Young. Yeah. 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 He has all the ideals in his eyes of a, yeah. young, of a young kid. Yeah, for a 40-year-old, that's not that's, not, not a bad thing to have. Well, that's how you meet uh, younger, <laughs> younger people. <girl>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bob, thanks for talking. Thank you for having me, man. You bet. Okay, that's it. That's our show. That was Bob Saget. I hope in some ways a Bob Saget you have not uh, known or didn't expect to uh, to know. Uh, as I said, I will see you, uh, or I will talk to you a week from today, not on Thursday. So uh, so don't go anywhere. I'll be back in a, in a week with the live show with David Cross. And, uh, and then uh, we're going to take that next Thursday off. I, I really can't accept the idea that we're taking any time off. I'm saying that to myself as if, I'm, as if I'm supposed to answer. Well, Mark, you're just going to have to accept that. It just feels weird to me. that I, you know, What am I going to do? I feel like I'm abandoning people. Just relax. They'll, they'll be there. They're looking forward to the other shows. You know, fuck you, man. Seriously, you know, don't talk to me like that. All right, let's end this. As always, justcoffee.coop, wtfpodshop.com for the premium episodes, wtfpod.com for everything else. Get on that mailing list. Uh, you know, go to punchlinemagazine.com for their stuff, standuprecords.com for their stuff. Look forward to Ira Glass, Sarah Silverman, Louis C.K., and next week's episode with David Cross. And uh, I'll, I'll talk to you in a week, okay? It's okay. It's okay. Right? <laughs>